Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, 4.30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here. It's mostly cloudy in Salt Lake City. KSL's top story is developing news weeks after we first told you about a series of assaults on officers inside Utah State Prison. The Department of Corrections is detailing some changes it's making to keep guards safe. The department noted several areas where improvements have already been made and outlined short-term and long-term goals to ensure safety and security. Department of Corrections Executive Director Brian Nielsen said it continues to review all areas of the prison. Of immediate concern are enhancements to the Antelope facility, a restricted housing facility at the prison, including addressing any blind spots or hiring additional control point operators. Tom Haroldson, KSL News Radio. The department will also work to find better ways to track problems and to boost recruitment. With more guards, they can reduce overtime for the officers who already work there. KSL News Time 431. It could soon be harder to raise taxes, at least through a ballot initiative in Utah. That is the upshot of a bill aimed at changing the rules around what voters can and can't do. When it comes to what's on the ballot. Utah's constitution requires a simple 50% majority for ballot initiatives to pass. And this bill would amend that to require 60% for initiatives that would raise taxes. If this bill passes the legislature, it will take two-thirds of the public's vote to become law. Senator Fillmore is sponsoring the bill. It's really up to the people, right? So what it does is to say, citizens of Utah, do you want 50.1% of people to be able to raise your taxes? Or should the threshold be higher? And that's a question that the people of Utah will decide. The legislature is also considering bills that would lower taxes on food sales and income. Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. A bill that seeks to prohibit the funding of diversity, equity, and inclusion offices at Utah's public colleges and universities appears to be stalling before it's even heard. What I've heard is that he's looking at a study now. That is Senate President Stuart Adams, the bill being run by Senator John Johnson. He didn't return our calls for comment. One person had to be treated for inhaling smoke because of a fast-burning house fire in Centerville this afternoon. This happened near 500 South and 300 East. The South Davis Metro Fire Department says crews treated that person on the scene. Nobody else was hurt. The fire sent thick smoke over the area that could be seen for long distances. The U.S. is putting a bigger economic squeeze on Russia on the one-year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the U.S. is again going after Russia's wealthiest, freezing their assets here in the U.S. It's also targeting Chinese companies and others indirectly helping Russia's war. It can take some time. Often you don't see the immediate impact. Kirby 
a doctor, a White House correspondent, John, excuse me, White House spokesman John Kirby also says the U.S. is sending Ukraine billions more in military and humanitarian aid. Outside the White House this afternoon, President Biden was asked if he's worried about China providing aid or military supplies to Russia. There's no evidence to that so far. And by the way, I had a long conversation with Xi about this in the summer. Meantime, Russia says it welcomes China's proposed peace plan for Ukraine. China is calling for a comprehensive ceasefire as part of a 12-point plan to end that conflict. Ukraine has rejected the Chinese proposal unless it involves Russia withdrawing its troops to its 1991 borders. A leading environmental activist is meeting with residents impacted by the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Aaron Brockovich is calling for more testing at the cleanup site to calm the anxiety of people nearby. If the canary dies, it's not good for the people. And animals are dying, it's not good for the people. And they're not getting the answers that they they feel they should be told. The train derailment resulted in the release of hazardous chemicals into the air and water. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio. The University of Idaho will demolish the house where four students were murdered. KSL News Radio's Kara Hoffelmeyer with details. The boarded up house will now be demolished after the property owner gave the house and its land to the University of Idaho in Moscow. In a statement today, the university says the demolition will be a healing step for the community. There are plans to build a memorial and a healing garden to honor the four students who were murdered. The university doesn't know where a memorial or garden would be located just yet. Weber State is mourning the loss of a beloved coach, Charles Chick Hislop. Coach Hislop's career coaching track and field spanned 50 years. He led the Weber State Wildcats to 21 Big Sky Championships. He coached 26 All-Americans. His wife, Diane, passed away last year. They had five children and 18 grandchildren. The city of Bluffdale has its first bar. About time is opened in the southern Salt Lake County city after getting the nod from the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Services Commission because it would be the only bar open for the 19,000-person population. Mayor of the city, Natalie Hall, says this bar is one big step in the right direction, and the next plan is for a grocery store. We are working towards a grocery store. We have some sites that would be uh, ideal. As as far as bringing in businesses, uh, any economic development, I do think it encourages other businesses to come in as well. The Utah legislature is considering a liquor law that could expand the availability of bar licenses. KSL News Time 436. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.